My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went out from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over the flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David a Savior has been born for you who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. A couple weeks ago, some media outlets, including Rolling Stone and Yahoo, released a list of their 10 least favorite Christmas songs, as determined by a poll of over a thousand adults. Curiosity and attention deficit disorder made it impossible not to click to see the results. And so the top five or the bottom five included at first a three-way tie at number five, of Baby It's Cold Outside, which is actually very appropriate for today, All I Want for Christmas is You, and Last Christmas. Number four was Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. Number three, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa. Number two, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And the number one least favorite Christmas song, Santa Baby can't say I disagreed with any of those being on the list. I might have shuffled the order a little bit here and there. I might argue if All I Want for Christmas is a bad song or just overplayed, but I'm not going to put a big defense up for that. But part of the reason I went to look at the article in the first place was to see if any of my least favorite songs had made the cut. A couple that I won't get into did, as you just kept going down the list and went to top 10 and the top 20. But one in particular that I thought which would be but wasn't was the song, Do You Hear What I Hear? 
The more I thought about it, though, my, in truth, my problematic history with that song is really only tied back to flashbacks, being in the Frank K. Henley Grammar School Choir back in their winter concert when I was in second or third grade. And this was a song that the entire chorus of grades one to five sang as a, almost like this call and response thing where half would sing, do you hear what I hear? And then the other half would respond. I just remember our poor music teacher, Mrs. Havens, looking like she was going to have a nervous breakdown the night of the concert as she attempted to conduct us with her back to our parents, but seething as a couple of students decided to practically scream those verses louder and louder and louder. Hours earlier, without an audience in front of us and under the tight supervision of all the other teachers, this was something specifically she warned us not to do. And now this song was just a runaway train. So I remember afterwards my father saying something along the lines that it would be impossible for a deaf person not to hear what we heard. It got so loud and out of control. And ever since then, in the years that I've been to different children's concerts from time to time, I just hear those beginning notes and the hairs on the back of my neck go up. I think it's just a PTSD thing. But at any rate, this Advent season, I've kind of had to reconsider and revisit the song. First, thankfully, Andrea Bocelli and his family recorded that song on their new Christmas album. That guy could probably make Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer sound beautiful. So just listening to him and his family singing that track, I actually found myself singing along and actually enjoying it. But then every time I picked up this gospel this past week and read and prayed with it, those words, do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? Just kept coming back to mind. Because this gospel is really focused on what do we see and what do we hear? If you read the entirety of the scriptures, the, this moment of Christmas where God comes to earth as fully divine and fully human being is this historic moment of recreation and reordering of all that was wrong, all that was broken by humanity and sin. The centuries upon centuries of the people of God trying, but inevitably failing to remain faithful to their covenant to God. All leading to this pivotal moment of God's dramatic entrance into the creation now as one of us to save us from sin and from death. You kind of expect something massively dramatic, something spectacular with sights and sounds and wonders that would be impossible for the world to ignore. This is the God who parted the Red Sea and just as effortlessly closed those seas on those forces of evil that were determined to fight God's people. So you'd imagine that his entering into human history would be something along those lines. But St. Luke kind of emphasizes the contrast of what people were seeing and hearing and how they were responding to God's entry. We started off hearing that passage with all these political figures whose names were universally known at the time. And we could see that by their very decrees, that stopped the course of everyday life as routines forced them, the entire population, to drop everything and to be counted in the census. We hear of an innkeeper who sees a very pregnant Mary, but decides he cannot or will not help. God enters the, the chaos of a world that seems indifferent, 
preoccupied, distracted. Jesus' birth will not be some top-secret hidden thing. Yes, there were signs and sounds from the heavens announcing this amazing news from the angel of the Lord. Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. But how is it that only the shepherds can hear and see this news? One reason, I think, is because the message of joy can only be received by those who are not afraid. The rich and the powerful are all about maintaining those things for themselves and would constantly be on alert and on guard for anything that might jeopardize that as we continue to hear and see throughout the Christmas season. And sadly for countless others, the extremes of the rat race desperately trying to advance in this world or the drudgery of those being weighed down by being failing to do that in their own lives, that will fill their lives with fear, with all kinds of noise and distractions that made it difficult or maybe impossible to see or hear anything else. But for the shepherds, whose society had rejected, treated them as the lowest of classes, they were living out with these simple creatures, the sheep, and they're selflessly caring and protecting them. They're out in these fields because they have nothing else. And they know how vulnerable the sheep are to threats from all kinds of predators. And the shepherds had learned not to fear wolves, the literal or figurative ones. And all that helps attune their eyes and their ears to be attentive and witnesses to God's entrance into humanity. They might not have ever even realized that how all this was preparation for them to receive this true gift of Christmas, which is joy. And my friends, the same thing remains true for us today. The miracle of Christmas, where God is alive, born in the stable at Bethlehem, That miracle is replicated here and now in this place where where Jesus is as alive and present in the Eucharistic body and blood that will be consecrated on this altar in a little while. Yet some will only see a piece of bread. Some will only hear words being said that they've heard maybe countless times before. How can you hear what I hear and see what I see? How can our hearts be open to receiving the true gift of Christmas, that gift of true joy. I think the first thing is to remember that joy isn't meant to be a synonym for happy and happiness. I think oftentimes we kind of fall into that mistaken understanding because that's the goal of joy and so much of what's idyllic about this Christmas season evokes all those those images and those hopes and those promises. And we have memories of so many celebrations that are so elaborate that that desire and that pursuit of joy is always there and those happy things. And when we think about those happy elements of Christmas, children opening gifts from Santa or singing and screaming Christmas songs, it's easy to kind of lump all those things together. But then that Christmas when you're struggling with an illness threatening someone close to you or you're mourning the loss of someone not with us anymore. 
it's understandable for those realities to undermine our happiness and those happy memories. But joy is different. Joy, by definition, is the gladness that comes when we receive the thing that will lead to our genuine, everlasting happiness. Joy is the response of the human heart when it hears and sees the authentic promise of life and eternal life. And Jesus Christ's presence is precisely that. And that's why we can be joyful when we're struggling or mourning or even experiencing sadness. Those are realities of life that Jesus enters into and experiences himself. But the one thing that we can't be, if we want to hold on to the true joy of Christmas, is fear. That's the work of the devil. It's why the Lord is constantly reminding everyone, do not be afraid. In this gospel, he says it to the shepherds. Earlier, he says it to the Blessed Virgin Mary. In a dream, he says it to St. Joseph. He says it to the remind over and over, he's God. He loves us, and they, we can trust him. And if we hear his voice and see his presence, the joy that our hearts, the joy of every human heart desires can be found in him. It's been said that there are over 365 times in scripture that tells us the same message, do not be afraid. As if God wants to remind us every single day not to lose our joy, which is found in him. To you and me today, Christmas brings us back to this historic moment to experience God's goodness anew. May we join the shepherds to hear what they heard, see what they saw. Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Merry Christmas.